Hey, May. What's up? I'm so excited. Or should I say namaste? I guess that makes sense. We should start by saying namaste. We'll say namaste and then we'll say let's get weird. Namaste, let's get weird. I love it. Those can be our our, our tags. (laughs) Okay. Namaste, let's get weird yoga for all. Yes. I can't wait to see how many tags we end up with (laughs) on episode 222. When we have a huge following. <laughs> yeah, and we have a recording studio and we're making money. <laughs> that would be that would be a nice a nice outcome. That would. Well, um, even though that those things would be amazing, um, let's talk a little bit about the intention behind this. And I will I will take the reins on this because um for anyone that's listening, which sounds so silly, is anyone gonna listen to this? We don't even know. But for anyone that's <laughs> listening little background. I have wanted to start a podcast for a long, long time. Um, And recently I found this like handprint that um, from when I got my palm read a decade ago, Um, I don't know how I just found it, but I just found it. And uh, on it, one of the things said in all caps, she like wrote down all the things that she was telling me from reading my palm. Who the hell knows if this was accurate or not. But one of the things said in all caps, she wrote, get me a tape recorder. (laughs) And I was like, Oh shit. I've always wanted to to host a podcast or start a podcast, but what the hell am I going to talk about? And who's even interested? So like a year ago I was like, Matt, who's my husband, let's do a podcast together. We can create and never happened. It's over a year later. So Yesterday, I was listening to the funny thing about yoga podcast with Bradshaw. This is so rude that I can't think of his last name right now. And his like co-partner yoga partner in crime. And I can't remember her name either, which is horrible. Um, But anyways, he's the funny guy on Instagram that's based in Chicago who does the reels of like, uh, the like uh, reviews of, of yoga classes. And it's like, uh, one, she told me that I came in next time. I shouldn't come in 15 minutes late. And like, (laughs) what the fuck does she think I'm supposed to do? So that's who that is. So anyways, uh, was listening to their podcast and within like five minutes, I was like, Oh my God, I have the idea and I have the person that I want to do this with. So I texted May and was like, Hey, I have a crazy idea. And May's response was, you're speaking my love language. <laughs> so I was like, at this point, I had no idea, no idea other than like yoga is our topic. May is my co-host. And then it all just started. The floodgates opened. So I came up with the yoga chat um, because my intention behind this, my intention at least, is to um, connect with different humans, whether they consider themselves a yogi or not, even though you can't see me, but they're all yogis because they're all going to do yoga some way, shape or form, um, and have them come on and share their personal stories behind their yoga journey with the hopes, um, to get people to listen to these stories and really understand that, yoga is for anybody and that there is a type of yoga and a yoga teacher for every single person. And I truly believe that literally every single person on the planet can find their yoga and their yoga teacher and better their lives through this practice. And I think by bringing people in to share their stories and the ebb and flow of their own practices um, and yoga experiences will hopefully help this this thing, this thing we call yoga feel less intimidating, um, more inclusive and more accessible. And one of the big reasons why I immediately thought of May is because um, May and I, which we can get into this a little down the road, but May and I teach together at a studio in Pittsburgh called Yoga Six South Hills. And we're about to facilitate our second 200 hour teacher training together um, in just a few months, which is super exciting. Um, and I've learned, I've known May since 
2020. So three years. Um, and I've learned over those years that May is very good at balancing me out. She reels me in, but she's also just as fucking crazy as me, but in a very different way. Yeah. Um, and she's really funny too. And I, I like to laugh. Uh, and I know other people like to laugh. And honestly, also, I didn't really think of this till right now, but um, May just has this energy about her that people like and people are drawn to. And I think it's just authenticity. Um, but uh, I'm hoping too that because May's here, more people are going to want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, having someone so, to bounce your words off of is always helpful. I wouldn't want to talk into a podcast by myself for an hour either. Amen. Yeah, it's true. It's true. May keeps it real too. I can get very um, woo woo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the part of the whole intention of this, it just screams out, woo woo. <laughs> the whole intention of this is to make it feel accessible and not intimidating. And like May takes this just as seriously as I do, but like the way that she is able to present it to people is just so like real and human and, um, yeah, authentic. That's the word. That's the word. So that's why May was the first and only person that I thought to ask. And here we are. This was yesterday, you guys. And then I was like, hey, May, are you free at noon? And she was like, I guess. Let's go. I made myself a coffee. I'm sitting on a beanbag chair. I'm ready. Oh, hell yeah. Very luxurious. So, um, so yeah, that's the intention of the podcast. We'll see where this goes. We've already started a very long list of people that we want to interview. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word interview people that we want to connect with. with. Yeah. Hang out with. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd do our first episode, um, with May and I's story. So, um, full disclosure also, we're both excited about this because it means that we get to talk more and we both love to talk, <laughs> but I'm going to try to hold us to, no longer than an hour. If it's shorter than an hour, wow. I'm going to give us each a treat after this. We'll talk about what kind of treat maybe in a few episodes. <laughs> I know. Um, cool. So even though most of the time, the hopefully it'll we'll have one person um, that we're chatting with at a time. So since May and I are both going to share our stories, we're going to try to keep it as... Um, reeled in as possible, knowing that down the road, as we talk to other people and other yogis and other humans, that little details of our stories will probably fall into place as well. So high level um, overview of what the hell got us here. Um, so that being said, the first question that I want to ask all of our guests um, <laughs> are what's your zodiac sign because it's just fun and if you know your big three share them if you don't know them we're judging you just kidding <laughs> if you this question them, then talk to sam or my friend aaron who will bring on both of those people later and they'll help you um find out what your big three are so my sun sign is sagittarius my moon is libra and my rising is scorpio my no, sun sign is Gemini. My moon is Aquarius and my rising is Scorpio as well. Oh, so moral of the story, we're, we're crazy. If you know anything about astrology, Literally. you know, we're not boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a better way to say it crazy. We're not yeah. boring. We're we fun. have fun. We have fun. All right, cool. So May, we'll start with you. Um, will you tell us a little bit about what led you to yoga in the first place? Um, at first, it was just a way to work out. Um, you know, I want I want yoga arms. I want to be fit and look good. And that was when I was in my 20s. And it was not stupid, but also shallow reason to approach it, which I think is a lot of the reason why people approach it to begin with. But um, once I got there, I took a class at Abundant Strength Yoga with Darcy Lyle. And I was hanging out and I took her class and I wasn't good at yoga at all. I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't strong. I felt really uncomfortable the entire time. And at one point she dropped the F-bomb during class. And for whatever reason, that immediately made me feel at home. And the way she spoke to the class and the way that she 
encouraged people to practice made me feel like safe to not be good at it yet or um she just made everybody feel like they could approach it as who they are already so it's kind of hooked immediately and I immediately felt connected to her just by the way that she very relaxed like her relaxed approach to to her students so I started with that um Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what what originally led you to yoga? Yeah, what originally led yeah. me to yoga was just, I want to do something that's going to make me look good. And then it turned into much, much more than that. And I will cut it off there because I'm assuming you'll want me to continue on with that in a later question. Yeah, yeah. I like okay. I like the pause there. Yeah. Um, also, so you guys know, Darcy, it, I'm also obsessed with her. I used to take her classes as well. It's harder to find her classes nowadays. But we're definitely going to ask her to come on here, too. We don't know if she will, but. No, we don't know. If she she will, she's on our list. She's great. <laughs> yeah, she's she's amazing. Love it. For um, F-bomb. Yeah, love a good F-bomb. Um, cool. So what originally led me to yoga, um, I grew up dancing um, pretty damn seriously uh, from the time I was nine up until I graduated from college. And so yoga had always been like peppered into my dance training. Um, and the first, and I, I think the first couple of times that I had taken it, it was like in a dance studio with a bunch of dancers. So it wasn't, I didn't really get a taste of like what yoga could be um, in a space that wasn't full of dancers. So when I, first took yoga that like I felt addicted to was the summer after my first year of college. Um, I'm originally from Dallas. I went to school in Pittsburgh. That's what brought me to Pittsburgh. That's where May and I are. Um, so I went home for the summer and one of the, a girl that was younger than me at the dance studio, her mom um, was and is, is a yoga teacher still. And she asked if we could do a bartering program or system where I give her daughter private dance lessons and she gives me, I mean, I want to say like private yoga lessons, but she also let my friends come join too. Cause that's, you know, there's a, there's a difference between a private yoga class and a group yoga class. And while both of them have amazing benefits um, and you can have an ama amazing experience at both, in my opinion, there is nothing like group yoga. So, um, I would, me and my friends would go in her garage in the heat of, a the summer of Texas summer. And, um, she, I literally just learned this too, like a few days ago, I, I had no idea. She was actually teaching us the Ashtanga primary, primary series. So I actually started as an Ashtanga baby and I didn't know that until two days ago. And this was 10 years ago. <laughs> so that's a fun fact. Um, in that garage is where I really started like getting addicted to the practice. I was like, what? There's really not a way to explain what was happening. I just, I was feeling better. I was happier. I was stronger. Um, and it was a way to move my body that didn't feel so rigid and didn't feel so particular, um, which was really refreshing coming from a dance background where everything is very rigid and very particular. Um, and I remember that summer saying to her, like, I want to get certified to teach. And she was like, well, you're getting a degree in dance and it's like a lot of money and a, and a lot. And it's a time commitment. So like, you should probably wait. Um, and I listened to her. Thank God. I don't know how I would have done both. And um, I really haven't looked back since. Um, so, yeah, her name's Deborah Abrams. She's also on the list. And I still refer to her as my yoga godmother. She is so, so, so special. So that's what, that's what led me to practicing. Your answer was better than mine. I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, I <laughs> wanted a nice great. body. <laughs> well, I mean, to an extent, like I didn't like, because I was dancing, I mean, that can be a whole other episode, but like my relationship to my body was yeah. not healthy. And totally. so I, I did it originally to like, work to work out during the off season. Yeah. Um, so it was sim like, it was like very, very similar as to you. It was, 
it was a means to stay fit physically. And then um, in, in no time at all, I was like, wow, this, the physical benefits are there and they're obvious. Yes. But the other benefits are stronger and less obvious. 100%. And it, I always think it's funny when, when I tell people about yoga or how it changed my life and it sounds so cliche and you hear it all the time, but it, it really literally did. And within, within weeks of doing it regularly, and I wasn't even doing it that often, it, like you said, the, the mental benefits so far outweighed anything I saw physically, even though I felt the physical benefits as well, not even in like looks, but just like how it felt to be in my body on a regular basis, just living my life. It, 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 it changed my life. And I hate saying that because I hear it and it always sounds so lame, but it's 100% true. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but at this point in my life, I, I truthfully don't know where I would be without yoga. And Me that too. sounds so dramatic. It's but true. I, I, I would don't. be not, I would not be, I, I feel like I'm in the best place I've ever been in my entire life now. Yeah. And, yeah, same. and I would 100% chalk it up to, to yoga. Yeah. And like yoga, I think can, it, it can help people in um, like the scale of its benefits can change, right? Like some people can experience, you know, it, some people can go to it and just use it for exercise. And like, that's still amazing. Um, some people can go to it, you know, four times a week and use it as a way to be by themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. And then like on the whole other end of the spectrum, like Yo, I have, I don't know, like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Like, I don't know if my life is being guided by yoga, or if um, yoga is guiding my life, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, but it is, it's so I, I it is, I eat, breathe and sleep yoga. Um, and I, when I think about what my life would be like without it, 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 it doesn't, I don't get excited about it. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Um, so we kind of touched on this, but the next question is um, what kept you practicing? And um, I think it's safe to say most people experience an ebb and flow. So if you did get away from your practice, what drew you back to it? And if you have had a consistent practice since you started, what is it that, that motivates you and inspires you to keep practicing? Um, mine was not consistent at all. I, I got very into it for a period of time, um, you know, with abundant strength and Darcy and I was loving it and I would practice maybe three times a week. So not every single day by any means, but enough that it, it definitely made an impact on my life. Um, and I'm not even sure what exactly happened. I just found another studio to go to. They didn't just have yoga. They had some other like options as well. So I, I kind of dove deep into that studio for a while. And so I kind of got away from that, the only the yoga practice, because I was like cycling, I was doing bar. But um, while I was at that studio, I was kind of I had always been like, tempted, or I always had this weird, even in the very first yoga class I took when I was horrible at it. And I had no idea what I was doing. For some reason, the whole time I was there, I was thinking, I would love to teach this. And at the time, it felt it felt like such a weird stupid thing to think because like I'm not even barely standing in this warrior two and I think I can get up there and teach this but from like that second I had always just had this idea in the back of my head that I wanted to, to teach yoga and so after spending a lot of time at other studios and, and getting closer to the fitness industry in general I, I decided finally to go through yoga teacher training and I would say that when I decided to go through training my my practice wasn't even that strong um, but I think going through the teacher training dove me deeper into my practice and made me realize how much more it actually does in my life. And since then, I would say that it's been the most consistent thing I've ever done since I've been born. Um, ever since yoga teacher training, I have, like you said, lived and breathed it and I do it at home. I do it in the studio. I teach it. And I feel, you know, even if I go away for a couple of days and I'm not able to practice, I can feel it in my body and my brain almost immediately. So what, stuck me with it was actually the the teacher training itself it, it kind of took me in deeper to this place where I felt empowered and mm -hmm. instead of having this idea of like this is something I wish I could teach I was like this is something I can teach and I will teach 
And it kind of like, it was a whole, like you said, the chicken and the egg thing. I didn't know if it was the confidence that I got from yoga teacher training, or if it was the confidence I had to already to just sign up for yoga teacher training, or this like weird gut feeling that it was something that I needed to be connected to on a closer level. Um, But yeah, I think yoga teacher training actually made my practice stronger because going into it, I really didn't think I had a strong enough practice to teach. And I remember on the first day, they were like, you don't need to have a headstand or a handstand or an advanced practice to teach yoga. They're like, the advanced yoga practitioner is going to be in child's pose because they're not trying to show anybody what they can do. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first thing that Stacy said in yoga teacher training, and it immediately made me feel comfortable. I love that. And we'll touch on more details of your experience in your teacher training in just a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's. I had, I had a thought and I, and I forgot I lost it, but, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, so for me, I, I, I'm similar, like my, it was not consistent. I mean, when I started that summer, it was, it was daily because I had nothing to do. I was on summer break from college. So I did it every morning pretty much, um, for, you know, two hours maybe, um, and then when I came back to Pittsburgh for my sophomore year of college, um, I, I kind of got out of the practice because um, if, if anyone listening knows what it's like to get a BFA and dance, you know that <laughs> the last thing that your body needs is more workout. Um, and at that point, like I didn't even know that there was such thing as like yin or restorative. Um, I, I only knew about the vinyasa practice. And so I would go maybe like once a week to a studio in Pittsburgh called amazing yoga. Um, and it was fun. It was fine. But truthfully, like, I think what, what stopped me from, from going consistently in Pittsburgh was that I hadn't, I was having a hard time finding a teacher that I connected to as even remotely, um, as, as much as I connected to Deborah and, um, it was big difference. Yeah. I, I, I heard on the funny thing about yoga podcast, the girl that I can't remember her name, <laughs> which I'll put it in the show notes because <laughs> I'm an asshole. She said, um, finding a yoga teacher is like finding a therapist. And mm-hmm. it's like, if you go, it, it's, it's like, give it time. Like if you go to a different, if you go to a yoga t- class and you don't love it, like try a different teacher, especially with vinyasa because vinyasa is not a set sequence and it's, it's so vague. So there's so much out there. And anyways, I digress. Um, so I actually, it wasn't until, um, my God, when was that? That I want to say like my senior year of college is actually when I found Darcy at South Hills Power Yoga. I love that Darcy was was both of our our yeah. Babies. She's a a power. She is a force. She is. So yeah, I found her and I was like, oh my god, this teacher is amazing. And I um, I would I would I would regularly go to her classes, and that's like what finding her is what motivated me to get back into like a consistent practice. And it was sometime in 2018, and I was like. I graduated from school. I decided I didn't want to dance. I was going through a quarter life crisis, essentially trying to re-identify myself because I didn't know who I was without dance. Um, and I wanted to do teacher training. I just, I, I like kind of like what May said and what I said earlier, like I knew I wanted to get certified immediately because I was like, this is, this is like crack. And I want to share it with people the same way Deborah's sharing it with me. So um, I looked to see when South Hills Power Yoga teacher training was, and it didn't work in my schedule. And so I literally just, I was, I was just like desperate. I was like, I need, I just need to do this. I need structure. I need purpose. Um, and taking classes isn't enough anymore. So I literally just Googled like studios near me and yoga flow um, in Aspenwall popped up and I just by happens chance went to the owner of yoga flows Sunday morning class, which ended up being like two hours or longer. Her name's Dominique Pongo. And after taking her first class, I was like, Oh wow. Like this, 
I was I was connected to Darcy, but I I felt an even stronger connection to to Dom. She gave me like very a very parallel um, feelings in terms of like. want to do teacher training with so in the state of desperation I was put in the right place at the right time and after finding Dom that's really when I found a consistent practice that's been consistent since 2019 and like May said what it's I mean it's the same thing for me like what what motivates me to continue to go to class and to practice um, is feeling the effects of what happens when you stop showing up. And like, I won't lie, feeling those effects. Like I, I oftentimes wait to feel those effects and mm-hmm. those exact feelings. I'm like, shit, I got to get a class. Um, because now that we teach it's, it's, it's harder, right? Because we're already in the studio teaching, but that is in my opinion. And I know may agree is like, it's not the same as practicing. So yeah, feeling the um, the effects, I guess, of basically just practicing. when I start to feel like I'm turning into an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my anxiety like, goes zoop. My mind fucking races, and um, and I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta get in the present moment and find my zen. So yeah, that that's what has kept me going and continues to keep me going. So beautiful. Um, you know so what, Montana, our biggest challenge with this thing is going to be, what? we go off on so many tangents that I we know. kind of forget where we are. I know. And uh, as we're here, I'm, I'm doing it. You're doing it. It's cracking me up, but I, know. Anyways, I just wanted to throw that in there. This is really just, we do talk a lot. I'm I know, <laughs> but I feel like, so like, this isn't necessarily what I had planned. Who cares? How often yeah. do we go by plans? I feel like the a next set, the next, or I feel like this is a good segue into oh for sure, um, talking about your teacher training, yeah, and about your experience there. Okay, um, yeah. So I practiced yoga, and from day one, I thought for some reason, just in my gut, that I should teach it. Even though at the time, I had this intense fear of public speaking and being up in front of a room speaking in any capacity gave me like a panic attack so here I am practicing yoga for almost the first time being terrible at it having a fear of being up in front of a room and for some reason in my head I had this strong feeling that I should teach it which was like obviously it was like literally 10 years before I actually went through so obviously I think that's a story with a lot of people they think Mm -hmm. about it for a really 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 long time before they actually do it um I'm kind of glad I waited as long as I did because I feel like when I finally got to the place where I decided to do it, I was in a different place, like mentally, where I was just ready for something new. I had just left like my office job. Um, It was actually 2020. So we started our first yoga teacher training in-person weekend in January of 2020. And we had two in-person weekends before um, shit hit the fan with, with COVID. And then we had to take the whole rest of the teacher training virtually, which, um, obviously was a huge pivot for most people that wanted this experience, this transformative experience, like of going into the studio and holding space for each other and being in person. And so right off the bat, you know, you could tell half the group was very woe is me. I mean, we were all woe is me. There was an experience that we were all expecting, and then there was what we actually got. And, you know, Stacy and Darcy, by the way, ran that training. And a woman named Jen Lee, who was the most, one of the most beautiful souls I've ever met. Um, they did their absolute best to just like pivot and, and give us this training virtually. And it kind of just like, it, it was what it was. And in a way, it was like a really nice way to get me through that time. It was like right when everything was locked down. And I had something to like focus on and something to a goal to work towards. So that in itself was great. And while we were going through, I remember as everybody rightfully so was complaining about not getting the experience they wanted, Stacy and Darcy even one day were just like, you know what, guys, it might not make sense now, but later on, the things that we do here, the way that we're doing this here will will show up later in the way you teach. And the benefits of learning this way might end up being a positive outcome. Like you don't know. And 
what's funny was when we had to do all of our practice teaches online, doing the language, you know, you had to be very concise and clear with the language because people weren't there in the room with you. They can't see what you're doing. So we, I mean, and this is something we do at Yoga 6, so it, it all kind of works together. But we always had to use this language formula of, of breath, body part, and then where you're supposed to take that body part. And we taught that way online because we had to. And then, you know, six months later when Yoga 6 came to the mall around the corner from my house and they needed teachers, and that was the way they taught using that specific language formula, I kind of reflected back on that one day that Stacy was like, this will all make sense. And this is going to work out in a way that you might not see now, but it will. Um, but yeah, I'm off on another tangent. Either way, yoga teacher training was amazing. It was it was transformative in a way that I don't know, like I said, if it was the chicken or the egg where my confidence level was in a place different already, or if it's that the actual training itself gave me the confidence. But on day one, we had to teach, you know cat cow and I almost shit my pants <laughs> and and like I could have never on that day looked forward to being in a classroom full of 30 students and teaching an entire sequence with loud music and changing lights and a microphone and and walking around the room and not doing every single thing with them but um and owning that shit and and yeah and like feeling confident in it and like yeah. I I still I mean I think about standing in front of a room at age 20 giving a a speech for like my psychology class in college. And I literally blacked out for the entire thing. Like after I was done, I sat down and I looked at the guy next to me and I was like, did I say words? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> and like, I think about it all the time. Like I would have never at that moment looked forward to where I am now and thought I would ever be able to do this. But um, the first day of training, Jen Lee goes, let's talk about why we're here. And everybody went around and they kind of shared. And she was like, well, what does that all have in common? And she was like, in everybody's own way, people come to yoga teacher training or to yoga to heal. And she's like, what it is you're healing from, nobody knows. But in some capacity, people come here to heal. And she was so right because everybody's stories were, were, we were all in a place where we needed something to give mm -hmm. us like a goal or a direction. And mm -hmm. there was lots of tears and I'm not a person who's comfortable getting like vulnerable in big groups, but it was so easy. The way they held space just made everybody feel seen. Mm -hmm. And it changed me because before then I, I, I hid a lot of how I was feeling. I wouldn't always tell the truth about how I was feeling. Um, and I was actually just talking to my husband about this like 10 minutes ago. I just felt like I had to hide myself and mm -hmm. that specific experience, like, completely changed the way I present myself to other people. And aside from actually teaching yoga, that was like the most transformative thing. I'm a completely different person. Yeah. I love that. What Jen Lee said about like, everyone's here in their own way to heal. That yeah. feels like so accurate. And that's, I think that's why part of what makes yoga so potent is that like, yeah, like if, even if you start, um, in the sense of like what you said to get yoga arms, right? Like, and then it turns into like, then, then the floodgates open and it's like, oh, I, I thought I was healing my physical body and I am, but like, then you get into like the nitty gritty roots of like things that you didn't even realize. Um, yeah. Like not even healing. showing up as yourself in your yeah. early life. Yeah. Not totally. even realizing you weren't showing up as yourself. And then going through that whole thing where like, suddenly you're comfortable just being completely honest about who you are yeah. to everybody. And it, it, it's wild. And you know, what's funny. I never really thought about it like that until just now. And now I'm getting emotional talking about it. But I like, can hear it. <laughs> it. It really like, I just drew some major lines in my head with that, but yeah. See, and like that right there is the fucking juice. Like, even if nobody listens to this, <laughs> what we are going to get out of this and we don't even have a guest. <laughs> Like that's the juice. We're just going to cry to each other for yeah. an hour. Every week. <laughs> Over our podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's so true. Like I, I, it's so beautiful. And everybody that does yoga at whatever capacity that is, they have their own magical story. Like hundred percent. And it's, and they're so powerful and there's so much, there's so much potency there. And it's, um, 
it's, I just, I just find so much importance in it and sharing it and connecting, using it to connect with others because um, even though we're all so different, like we're not. <laughs> now that we're on the other side of it and we've hosted a yoga teacher training and we're going to host another one and Ooh. hearing those stories of last time around, most of those people did come to heal for some yeah. reason or another. And, you know, some of the healing or journeys were different than others, but in everybody's own way, they're, they approached yoga as like medicine and now it's medicine mm-hmm. that they want to share with other people. Yeah. Mm, I love that. And it is, it is fucking medicine truly. Um, so tell us about your YTT experience, Montana. So my YTT experience was in the beginning of 2019. So, Oh, also something that I wanted to say about May's experience. I, um, or from what I have reflected from May noticed from any teacher that went through teacher training during the pandemic. Um, I've said it and I will say it again. The teachers that made it through that teacher training on the other end are some of my favorite teachers. And they are the teachers that when you go to their class, even if it was in 2021, you were shocked to hear that they had been teaching for six months. Shocked. So I just tooting my little horn for all the teachers that went through teacher training and had to transition um, into a virtual experience. Yeah. And then, and then trans transition into real life. Like those, you guys are absolute rock stars and some of my favorite teachers. So I have like a list in my head of one of them being Sam. Me too. Um, who we'll, we'll also have on the on the show. All right. So <laughs> what led me? It was the beginning of 2019. Um, and I kind of touched on it, right? Like I went to Dominique's class and was just like, this is who I want to teach me. Um, so it was Dominique Ponko and Michelle Plannert. Um, they're both incredible. And I think similar to May and I are very yin and yang. Um, they balance each other out. And so um but they're also, they have similarities and differences. And, and I just, I really enjoyed my time um, with them and with our group. And I, I, even though the asana, like the physical practice came, which I'll touch on this more later, but even though the asana came a little more natural to me because of my classical dance training, so I thought at least at the time, um, I was still even like, oh my God, I'm not going to be a good teacher because I can't do a handstand. And like, I don't know how to do arm balances. And I was doing teacher training with my best friend um, who was a level nine gymnast. And so I was like, like my little baby ego was like, oh my God, Vicky's going to be so much better than me because she can hold herself upside down. Uh, and I learned very quickly, like on day one, that it had absolutely nothing to do with that. Um, similar experience. We went around and shared like why we were there and also lots of tears, um, happy tears, sad tears everything on this on the the whole scale of tears um and yeah I I was never I always liked to be liked I still like to be the center of attention (laughs) um but I was good at dancing like moving my body in front of people um I was never good at public speaking similar to me like anything I ever had to do in college was just so oh my god it was horrible um but I didn't really think about that before getting before diving into teacher training and then on day one we had to like get in a circle with like a small group of people and be like hi my name's Montana welcome to class I'm gonna be your teacher today let's get started in Sukhasana cross your legs rock from side to side so and I couldn't do it. Like in this little circle of five people, I literally couldn't say, hi, my name's Montana. I'm going to be your teacher. Welcome to class. Like I could not get the words out. And I was so embarrassed. And I was like, what's happening? So then I, um, it was, a, uh, it was humbling to say the least. And I realized that like the, the barrier I was going to have to, um, cross was not, giving a shit about what it was I was saying and instead just let myself be like a conduit for whatever needs to be said. Um, And so that in itself was like the biggest thing that I took away from teacher training was like, I don't have to 
think about what I should do or what people want me to do. Instead, like I can just be a vessel for what needs to happen, aka let shit go. Be myself. Yeah. yeah. Let it flow. And if someone likes it, great. If someone doesn't like it, great. Um, and I think that was like my biggest takeaway from teacher training was I finally learned. I spent oh so many years in my adolescence trying to be loved by everyone. And I didn't even realize I was doing it in hindsight. It's like so obvious, but, um, it wasn't until teacher training that I was like, wow, like I need to stop trying to do something or be someone and instead just be me. Um, Hey, that happened to both of us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Another similarity. We both came out being ourselves, which I mean, now we're, unapologetically ourselves yeah. to almost an annoying degree. So right. okay. it's now, now being, and like I say this for myself, but I know that it's for both of us, like unapologetically being myself is like one of my, one of the proudest things, one of my proudest attributes. Like when someone says like, what do you love about yourself? Like the first thing that comes to mind is like, I am unapologetically me. And like that is so, and I, and I really think that teacher training gave me the tools to understand that I wasn't doing that and yeah. to learn how to do that. That makes me think of Ellie and how we should have yes. her come on because Ellie, Ellie on day one, I felt like did not know how to be herself either. And then on that last day, watching her teach her, her final teach, she was herself and you could feel it. And I think that that's a great example like that yeah. I witnessed firsthand. Yeah. And we'll throw her side. on here at some point too. Cause she's the cutest. Um, yeah, she's amazing. So, so yeah, that was that. And then I was teaching for like a year and then the pandemic hit. So then I, um, decided to do a second 200 hour virtually because what else was there to do? And then, um, I decided to do my 300 hour with yoga six, which we can talk about more later, but it was also life changing and kind of felt like a springboard, like a launch pad to, um, where I'm at currently. Um, so I, all that to say, like, I am, whether I am training or facilitating, I am a better human being when I'm immersed in a teacher training. It's, I've just, I've learned that about myself. It holds me accountable. It gives me purpose. You like Um, to learn. You're always. Exactly. You're always doing something. I, I, yeah. And the thing is, like, I often think about how, like, I hated school, hated school, did not like learning love dance, love learning about that. But also like there was a part of that, that I was back to the, like, I was trying to prove that I could do it. It's not that I actually really wanted to, of course, in the beginning I did at some point it shifted where yoga is like the only thing, this is really sad, (laughs) but yoga is like the only thing in my life that I'm genuinely excited to learn about, like that I'm genuinely excited to understand Like I am here on the journey and that place is honorable and I know that I've come far, but I have so far to go. And that is like, excites the hell out of me. It's funny you said that because I was just talking to a friend about this and I was just like, I didn't love school. I wasn't, I didn't do bad in school, but I also wasn't great at school. I never went above and beyond. I didn't like, I did just enough to get by. And luckily I'm, I'm like not luckily it was enough doing just enough was enough but when I started doing yoga teacher training it was like the first time in my life I was like overly prepared very organized had assignments done like days and days ahead of time I was on top of my shit and I I should have known then that it was like a pretty good sign yeah that it was like what I meant to be doing because I've never felt like that in my entire life about anything I will put things off until an hour before I'm supposed to do it always but with yoga I am always prepared I'm always ready to hop in and do something like it's just the only thing I've ever felt like super passionate about where my actions reflect my actual desire to do it so (sighs) I we're gonna quote that my actions reflect my actual desire to well it's true like I mean I I can feel it in myself it's like I it's like when you even surprise yourself like this is normally how I am with anything but I'm like that with this and so maybe it's just all part of the deal just like I kind of realized 
it's the first time, you know, when you're a kid, you have to go to school. You're right. told you have to go to college. And the yoga portion of, of my life is the only decision I made on my own that I specifically chose. And like, I chose to go to college, but after years and years of being like, you know, you need to go to college or you're right. going to become a loser. But like the yoga was something I, I chose. It was my choice only. And I, I followed it and it's, it's changed my life. Like we already said a million times, cause we're cliche as fuck. It has changed my life and it, it will continue to do so. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, I love that. It's, I totally agree. And my, my mind's, I have, the gears are turning. I have so many things that I could say, but. Tangents. I know we're on I know. minutes now. <laughs> Good thing. This is only episode number one. <laughs> have we covered um, all of your initial questions or do we have more? I have just a few more, um, but they're, they're easier. They're, they're not as in depth. Um, So where you're at now, um, just talk about where you're at, um, where, how yoga fits into your life. Like, what do you do with yoga and what are your goals? um, If you have any specific ones moving forward. Um, How yoga fits in my life. Well, it's literally my job. (laughs) Um, it's my job it's my hobby and it is uh I'm now doing if anyone knew I'm doing a podcast with my friend Montana yeah about yoga so there's that so it appears as though most of my daily life is about yoga tell Um, us where you teach and and uh oh yeah yeah yeah. I teach at this beautiful studio named yoga six south hills and um (laughs) from day one And I actually remember because Montana interviewed me for the job. I remember having a conversation with her. I was in my bed because it was pandemic time. We chatted and like I immediately was like, oh, she's cool. I can get along with her. Um, We were kind of like already finishing each other's sentences. I felt really like confident about what we talked about. Um, And then they luckily they hired me. And since we opened, I've been there. It's been like two and a half years now. And luckily since then, since I was a newbie teacher, um, we've geared up to now. I, you know, I'm, I was given the opportunity to help facilitate the yoga teacher training. Um, and I, I plan to go and get my 300 hour at some point, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. And just basically say yes to all of the yoga opportunities that yeah. are thrown my way. I love it. Um, she may also teaches where she used oh, to teach. Powered. Yeah, where, where she got I teach training. there once a week, Monday nights. I have my my regular peeps there. Um, it's it, it's actually a fun story about that. I'll be, I'll keep it real quick. But one of uh, the one of the teachers that I used to go take all the time over at South Hills Power. Her name was Luann McBride. She was one of my favorites, and I went to her for years. And through yoga teacher training, when we had to take so many classes, I would always go to her classes because they were at noon, and I could make the time. Anyway, she walked in to take my class uh, a couple of weeks ago, Ooh. and as soon as she walked in, I was fucking terrified because, like, I you know she was like someone that I looked up to, and she's a yoga teacher, and I was like, oh god, what if she hates it? What if she thinks I'm terrible? What if whatever? So I taught my class, whatever. And as soon as the class was over, I saw her look over to her friend and I saw her say, I fucking loved that. And I was Uh, like, yes, I was so happy. And then she came up to me after and was like, I just wanted to tell you, I really, I, I enjoyed your class so much. Like I haven't enjoyed a yoga class like that in so many years. And it was like the greatest yoga compliment I've ever received because it was from that person who like was a teacher before I knew shit about shit. You know, did you mean? tell her, did you tell her that I you, did? I told her, I was okay, like, good. I used to come to your classes all the time. I loved your classes. Like you, like when I, when you walked in today, I was like nervous and she's like, Oh my God, that's so ridiculous. I was like, no, really like super nervous. And to hear that from you like means a lot. And so she was like, no, I really mean it. And she's like, I really enjoyed your class. And, and she specifically mentioned my breath cues, which I can thank Montana for. Cause she's the breath police. Yay. I am. I write citations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I actually literally do. <laughs> And I have Dominique Conco to thank for that because she's the breath sergeant. <laughs> well, she's the sergeant. You're the lieutenant, but yes. it all worked out. Um, and that can be a whole nother episode as well. Um, cool. So, yeah. So I, uh, yoga, say, similar to May, I, uh, yoga is my job. Um, I feel extremely blessed to say that it's my full-time job now. Um, which I try to be very careful about because I, I don't think there's a fine line between um, 
there's a, it's a, always the opportunity for burnout, especially when you're making your passion, your means of making money as well. Um, so I'm, I'm very cautious about that. Um, I don't even know why I said that first, but I guess it, it's, I guess it's a reminder for myself to continue being cautious of that. Um, so I teach at yeah, the beautiful studio of Yoga 6 South Hills. Um, and I'm a lead teacher there. And that means that I have the um, opportunity, the privilege and the responsibility to support the teaching team there um, in being the absolute best teacher that they each can possibly be. Um, I don't have words to express. And I know May understands. I do not have words to express how fucking amazing every single one of the teachers are at that studio. Um, we have really created a really special community, um, not only like as a whole, but our teaching team community is just like, everybody is so eager for growth and coachable and they're coachable because they're eager for growth. Mm -hmm. And like everyone understands the importance and the value of, of coaching and feedback and um, support and, um, yeah, all that stuff. And not so, one of them has an ego. Not one no. of them is running on ego. No, it's all for the students. True Everything. love. Like we, that's something, a whole nother thing. We, another, another episode. We have so many ideas. Um, <laughs> like the, I'm super passionate about remembering that I am showing up for my students. My students are not showing up for me. And I think that's oftentimes even when it's unintentional and the teacher doesn't know that they're doing it. Yep. When someone, when a teacher shows up thinking that people are showing up for them, that is when things start feeling, um, icky. Yeah. And like non accessible and intimidating and exclusive. And, um, so yeah, it's, I, all that to say, um, wow, I was just supposed to talk about <laughs> how yoga fits into my life, but here we are. Um, so yeah, I, that's going to be teacher. our, our hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> the lead teacher at Yoga 6 South Hills. Um, I still teach two classes a week at Yoga Flow, which is where I got my first 200-hour training at. Um, and then a little over a year ago, um, I was asked to join the master trainer team um, who is uh, master trainer team at Yoga 6, um, which is led by the amazing Kelly Turner, who are, we're also going to ask to be on this. I don't know if she'll do it, but I think she might. Um, and then there's now nine, nine, including myself. So we just hired a 10th master trainer. So there's 10 of us across the country and our job's similar to the lead teacher role, but we support more teachers and lead teachers across the country and help to open up yoga sixes. Um, and we train teachers um, on the yoga six methodology and the brand and, um, essentially, you know, what's expected and how to teach, um, at a yoga six space in that, um, I also like with may, like she mentioned, we facilitate a 200 hour in person, um, at the South Hills location. And then I, um, was able to co-facilitate the 300 hour, um, that's done virtually that I graduated from a few years ago. Um, so yeah, I feel like, and, and now this podcast, right? <laughs> so, um, we like yoga or something. Yeah. Just a little, just a tiny bit. Um, and my, and my goals moving forward. Um, so this has been my goal since the beginning for whatever reason, kind of like how I knew immediately when I took, when I fell in love with yoga that I wanted to teach it. Once I started teaching it, I knew immediately, I didn't know how I I'm starting to learn, but I want to be able to host retreats, um, locally, internationally, abroad, all over the freaking place. Um, I'm actually, it's hasn't been announced yet, but hosting a local retreat next August. So stay tuned for that. Um, and one of my mentors, um, we're going to have her on the podcast as well, Catherine Gignac. I need to figure out how to say her last name. I'll just wait till she's on the podcast and be like, okay, for say once and for all, how the hell do you say your last name? But um, yeah, so she's mentoring me on how to facilitate and create retreats. And then long term, even longer term, because now that's kind of feels tangible. I would love to eventually write my own 200 hour and 300 hour um, training because right now May and I are facilitating 
the yoga six training, which was written by, I, I, I don't quote me on this. I think it was Emily, Christine and Valerie, but I, I, I shouldn't even say that. I should probably edit that out. I'll figure out who actually wrote the 200 hour training and I'll put it in the show notes. Show it's notes. a great, it's a great training. Like it is amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah. And the only reason that I would like to create my own is for the mere experience of creating my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I was, if I wasn't, if I didn't feel eager, excited to do that, I would be more than happy to just facilitate the 200, the yoga six, 200 hour forever and ever, because it is amazing. Um, all right. We are almost at time, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I have two more questions. You get to pick which one you're going to answer. How about that? Okay. So either tell us about your favorite yoga moment ever, or tell us if you think yoga can change the world. Yes or no. And why? Oh my. Well, I have several favorite yoga moments. Um, I actually think that one of my favorite yoga moments currently, and there are so many, and it's really hard to choose one. There was a woman who recently came to yoga six, um, to start to, to start practicing yoga again. She was a regular practitioner to the point where she almost became a yoga teacher herself. And then um, I believe that, and I, I don't know if you want to quote me on this, I believe she got COVID or long COVID and was basically incapacitated for a really long period of time. And um, obviously her health and her, you know, her, her, she, her practice hard, was affected. Her practice was like non-existent. Like she, yeah. she was unable to move her body at all. And so she recently came in to try a class at Yoga 6 because she wanted to get back into her practice. And she uh, she has um, equipment, like medical equipment. She has an oxygen tank and a walker. And, and at first, I was incredibly intimidated by the fact that this woman was coming to my class and I was concerned. And I was like, all of the things and, you know, wondering how it was going to go and, you know, hoping that she had a good experience and wondering if it was for, if group fitness was for her and all of those things going through my head as I was leading this class. Cause there was, you know, 29 other people in it. And I was kind of leading the class towards her um, for that one time, because I, I wanted her to have a good experience. And I remember at the end, we always walk around and waft people with some essential oils in Shavasana. And she opened her eyes and she looked at me and she said, thank you. And the way she said thank you was like she was the in that moment, like the most grateful person in the entire world. And it made me realize, like, if you're a person who has a regular yoga practice, like Montana and I were just saying, and you don't do it for a couple of days, you start to feel a little nuts. I can't even imagine not being able to do it for months and years and then returning to the practice with a body that's not the same and doesn't work the same and having like the courage to show up in the studio and start practicing again. And the fact that she showed up and she did it and with all of her, you know, like obstacles and the fact that she was so happy to be back. It just like it it was, you know, you have fun classes and and you have fun playlists and you have hard, challenging classes where people are like, thanks for kicking my ass. And then you kind of forget like why you're actually there. And like and in that moment, I was kind of reminded like why I actually am there, because I want people to feel like free in their body to do and move in the way that feels good. And she recently since has just expressed a lot of gratitude towards the entire studio and every single teacher there about the fact that we were able to hold a space for her and that we were able to give her the freedom to practice in the way that she's capable of practicing in now. And she doesn't feel um, embarrassed or judged. And it's, it, I think it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. She's also on the top of our list too. Yes. That that is so special. Seeing her after that first class, that so far has been my favorite yoga moment because I I knew how she was feeling in that moment to be able to like be back at something that you love doing that you Mm -hmm. have not been able to do for so long. And it was nice to be able to have that and see that for her. Yeah, that's like I say, that's the juice. So in a way, maybe it can change the world, too, because. See, And yeah, I'll I'll finish with that with that. So, yes, I do think that it can change the world because. I've been thinking a lot about in the 300 hour that 
I'm in the middle of co-facilitating, something came up. We were talking about yin and restorative yoga and something came up of like, well, what if you have to move? Like, you know, should you cue your students to avoid, you know, fidgeting or should you tell them that they, that they shouldn't move and that they should find a place where they can be still. And if they want to be still like resist that. And in the classic, in a classical sense, like, yeah, that's, you're supposed to be as still as possible. And you're supposed to tell your students, you know, avoid fidgeting and blah, 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 and whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think that that in itself is a very powerful and important practice. Yeah. But what came to mind for me is like, the reason that I love yoga and the reason I was drawn to it is what I said before, because it's not rigid and because there, it wasn't specific and because there wasn't one way, there wasn't a right way or a wrong way. There was many ways. And so I started thinking like, well, what if we give our students the opportunity instead to just be aware of what's coming up, be aware of what it is that they want to do. And then in that choice, make a intentional decision whether they want to move or not move right because it's not if you if you are if you're if you have the awareness and then you make the intentional decision or choice to do something or to not do something then regardless of what that choice is you did what you're supposed to do and that in and of itself in my opinion is practicing yoga so the reason i think yoga can change the world is because it gives people the tools to become aware And I think that's what is so lost in our society in today's day and age is that people, everything's so fast and everyone's in competition and everyone wants the biggest, newest, bestest, whatever, that the awareness element is really, it's easy to get lost. And it's just like, like you're just zoom, you're just like zooming to whatever it is that you're zooming to, whether it is work or your kid's soccer practice or the next promotion at your job or to the grocery store or through a yoga class so that you can just get whatever. And I think by giving people the tools to become aware of the choices that they're making, it's going to set them in the present moment and it's going to give them the opportunity to make more um, intelligent and intentional choices, therefore making them happier therefore making everyone around them a little bit happier. So yes, I think yoga can change the world. And it has absolutely nothing to do with asana. (laughs) Giving people the permission to take a moment to decide what it is they really, really want and need and do it. And like you said, it's when I, and I, I actually say this a lot in class because when you first lay down on your mat and you're coming from work or you're coming from whatever, and you're rushing through your day, checking things off of your list. It's like, okay, so this is part of your routine, obviously for a good reason, but why, why are you actually here today? Is it because you want to do all of the same things you did yesterday or do you need something different today? Yeah. And sometimes people don't even realize that they're not making choices. They just right. are going through motions. And so I think that when you get lost and you're going through motions day after day after day, and then you have one hour in a room with someone telling you, please take a second to decide what you really, really want right now and do exactly that. And I think that giving people the permission and the space, even for that minute to decide is, is kind of like freeing. Yeah. And empowering. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah, exactly. And that was like, even when like your experience with Dom and mine with Darcy, it seems like they both gave permission and space for people to show up in the way that might not be the same all the time or appear imperfect or, slow or not with it and it's kind of like I think people are so afraid to like show their vulnerability in that capacity like everyone wants to appear like they're on top of their shit and they're doing everything right and they're working hard and and I think that like why are we working hard if we're not if we're not feeling good about what we're right doing? so you can work a little less hard if it makes you feel a little better and I think it's just like overall getting to know yourself mm-hmm. and having someone encourage you to make decisions about what feels best rather than how things look. And that like, obviously is something you do in yoga class, but that you take with you outside is why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. And deciding to change it if it doesn't feel good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just the words that keep coming to my mind are like empowering and freedom. It's like, remember you have the sovereignty of choice at every single fucking second during the day. 
And when you choose to use that power to your advantage, like your life that, changes. Your, yeah, your whole life changes. Yep. Mm. Well, That's what a, a beautiful, I think. Yeah. Amen. Are we both, you took the words out of my mouth. That's the juice. <laughs> Finished my, that is the juice. We have so many hashtags. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Episode number one, many more to come. Um, hey, that whether, wasn't so bad for our first one. No, I don't think so either. And, and whether you and I like it or not, I'm going to post it. We're going to, we're going to post it. We're going to get probably my mom to listen and we're going to go from there. <laughs> Can I listen to it before you post it? Nope. Shit. Nope. I'm not even going to listen to it either. It's going to be perfect. Okay. Um, and just so everyone knows, we did not rehearse this at all. This is just no. bullshitting. I texted May like at 9 a.m. and was like, all right, I'm going to send you a link at noon. You don't have to be prepared. She's like, are you going to see my face? Can I look atrocious? And I was like, nope, just audio. Or actually, yep, you can look atrocious, atrocious, just audio. Bam. I am. I look atrocious. So I'm sitting on a so chair. And I have Everything. denim, like literally like snaking around my arm on my lap right now. So denim's my new puppy for those of you. And he's great. I love him. But I also texted my husband before this and was like, if I ever want a puppy ever again for the rest Kill of me. our lives, remind, remind me of this moment. Um, <laughs> I want him to learn so badly. Anywho. Um, all right. Since this is a podcast, I feel like it makes sense to end saying like, subscribe, leave a review. If you Namaste. don't we'll find you. Just kidding. Love and light. Um, but no, seriously, thank you guys for listening, whoever you are. And um, I'm so excited to see what the hell happens. Let's on just this, thank our moms. Little journey. Our moms are going to be the only ones. Thanks, mommy. Love you, mom. You're the best, Barb. All right. All right. Bye. Well, that's, that's a wrap. We out. Peace.